Warning, the episode you are about to listen to most likely contains graphic language, details of violence and murder, and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> Hi guys, uh, that was Danica flashing back to 1990. Yeah, just chilling, killing, you know. It wasn't 1990, was it? Yeah, I think the what's up. Oh, I'm doing like scary movie, oh. you know, like what's up. But that's where that reference comes Yes, from, okay. Well, anywho. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Murder with My Mother, where I, Danica, talk murder with my mother, Christina. The other half, <laughs> otherwise known as the mother half. The mother half. Welcome to episode 12. I cannot even believe that it's episode 12. I every, I think I say that every episode. I literally say like, oh my god, I can't believe it's episode 2 already. can't believe it's episode 4. <laughs> I can't believe you are so incredulous when we're talking about such crazy stuff, but you can't believe what episode we're on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we're talking about some pretty unbelievable stuff. But that's what I can't believe is that we're on episode 12. And oh, yeah. that's what we are. We are. And you know what? Episode 10 and 11, because that was my guy, Gary, you know, that's the thing that kind of threw me into true crime. So I don't know. Those ones were, that's super cool that we were able to do those. So I hope you guys all really love those ones and like listening to all the episodes. Okay. That was you this time. (laughs) Sorry. That was actually, okay. I have time. Mine's on silent. Uh -uh. I just mine is now as well. Anyway, today we are going to kind of delve into something different. A little bit different, yeah. It's different than what we've done because, I mean, we've kind of touched on all different types of murder. But this murder is, well, we're actually, what brought this to my attention to tell you, and then you looked into it and we're like, oh my God, let's do it, was that this person who committed the crime that we're going to talk about today, she was just executed. And she was the first woman executed in many years. They are saying 70 years on the news, but I know Eileen Warnos was mm-hmm. executed also. So I think that's a bunch of bullshit, honestly. Well, check your facts. Yeah. Maybe it's Canadian news. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Maybe it's that it was a federal charge. A federal? Yeah. She was charged. Did you say that? Federal. You said federal. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, we're not nitpicking each other here. We're just here to have a good time. <laughs> no, but and... I, I thought I heard it was like, yeah, no, I was trying. I thought that was a different word, federal. I was like, what is that? Do you mean federal? Like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. She had a, she had a Red Bull before it came on. <laughs> anyway. So this week, it was my week to do a case, but as Danica just ratted me out for, she actually (laughs) suggested it and I looked into it. So the more I looked into this case, the more I was like, what? This bitch is crazy. This whole story is crazy, actually. So this week, we're going to cover the 2004 murder of Bobby Joe Stinnett in Skidmore, Kansas. And the weirdest part about it is that Bobby Joe was eight months pregnant when she was murdered by another woman and her baby was actually cut out of her stomach. What do you think of that? I think that is messed up. And I actually remember hearing about that when it happened. But then again, when the execution happened, it kind of brought it up again for me. So I was like, oh my God, that's why I brought it to your attention. Do you remember that? Because it's a pretty, like, doesn't happen often. That no, someone's brutal. Is brutal enough to cut out an unborn baby. Because two, I mean, and the baby survived. That's the thing. Yeah, right? we're going to so, get to all yeah. that for so, sure. There's been a couple cases that are like that. So this one kind of was the first one I remember ever hearing about. And clearly, 
it's a really big mental health case, right? Like this is, you have to be mentally ill to cut someone else's baby out of your stomach and kind of play it off as your own baby, right? So yeah. yes, we are going to get to all those details and the arguments surrounding it. And uh, the fact that this woman was definitely not your average run of the mill woman that just decided to. <laughs> I don't think any average run of the mill woman was going to decide to cut a baby at a Yeah, no. Anyway, it's really not very funny because it's brutal. No, it's not funny at all. But that's why no no yeah. person would think to to do that, right? They, that really shows that this person was very mentally ill, and that that's apparent in a lot of cases, like um, Trego Andretti. Yeah, he was. Clearly crazy. Yeah. You know, then I mean, I think that a lot of the killers that we've covered were, they had to have been crazy. To well, do what yeah, they, did. they have, but even just what I mean is like the mental illness aspect of it, like you can see it differently in certain cases. Like you can see, again, nurture versus nature. You know, is this something that happened, right? Is this something that happened in their life? Is this something that's because of experiences that they have? Or is it because sometimes you can just have mental illness and do crazy shit? Well, this one is going to definitely um, mess with our heads in that way because a lot of information came out at the end. So let's start the story at the beginning. In 2004, uh, 23-year-old Bobby Jo Stinnett, she was eight months pregnant, as I've said before. She lived in the tiny town of Skidmore, Missouri, with her husband, Zeb. Ooh, and that's a cool name. Yeah, we used to have a dog named Zeb when I was a kid. Anyway, um, she was a dog breeder. She bred rat terriers, which are the little kind of rat-looking dogs. <laughs> are those the ones that look like um, Dobermans that are small? No, those are min pins, but oh. they kind of do look a little bit like that. If you want to like look up. Like a chihuahua kind of? Yeah, kind of like a cross between, I guess. Hmm. So her and her husband both worked at the Kawasaki plant uh, out of town for Kawasaki motorcycles, but being that Bobby Joe was pregnant and she was just focusing mostly on the dog breeding business to bring in the money while she was going to be at home on mat leave. And she had a puppy that was, or a dog that was going to have puppies shortly. Hmm. And that seems like the easier thing to do when you're pregnant. I mean, you're kind of maternal in that, which was eight months pregnant. So you're nesting and it's probably easier yeah. for you to stay at home and take care of dogs and puppies. And yeah, I mean, I think it would be kind of a pain in the ass when you were born, but <laughs> yeah, that's but... okay. Bobby Joe decided that's what she was going to do. So she belonged to a big dog community with the rat terriers and she would constantly go to dog shows and stuff like that out of town. And she had a lot of friends online because she lived in a small town um, a lot of people from the state and the surrounding areas would all connect on this uh, chat group called Ratter Chatter. Kind of like a Facebook group now, basically. Yeah, I right? guess. <clears throat> so there was another woman in Ratter Chatter who was really into rat terriers also, and her name was Lisa Montgomery. And they used to go to dog shows and stuff like that together. Uh, Lisa had four kids and she lived in the neighboring state of kansas kansas is there kansas a state in kansas a city so there's kansas city missouri and mm -hmm. kansas city kansas which are kind right. of the same city but the board the state line is in between them yeah because they're right beside each other aren't they yeah because yeah. we, we, so went, we to went to kansas yeah i was confused about that. i used to date a guy in kansas and we would go to kansas and what up dean hey dean 
Hope you're listening. Probably not. <laughs> anyway. Hopeful, wishful thinking. Yeah. Positive energy. So anyway, yeah, they are very close together. Okay. I so think they a lot lived of the in states. That, well, Bobby Joe lived in Missouri. Okay, and then Kansas. Lisa lived, lived in Kansas. Kansas. Okay. The state of Kansas. Yes. So when Bobby Joe decided that she was going to sell her puppies. She put the word out on the street in Ratter Chatter. And uh, the founder of Ratter Chatter was a gentleman and he was messaged by this lady who was also a member of the Ratter Chatter group. Her name was Darlene Fisher. So he gave her the contact information of Bobby Joe because she was about ready to have puppies. And Darlene contacted Bobby Joe and asked her if she could come out and take a look at the puppies because she was interested in buying them. And that's like you have a friend in common or the guy from the Ratter Chatter group. So you wouldn't second guess it probably if someone's just coming to buy puppies. Exactly. And Bobby Joe told, she was actually excited about it. She told her husband and her mom that a lady was coming to look at the puppies to possibly buy a puppy from her. And it was a member of the show group and... So she was going to come there um, in the afternoon on December the 17th and look at the puppy and what actually ended up happening was Darlene was actually not Darlene. It was Lisa Montgomery Uh-oh. pretending to be Darlene. And we haven't said this yet, but Lisa Montgomery is the person who was just executed. Yes. So Lisa Montgomery also professed to be pregnant at the same time. Both of the ladies, um, Lisa and Bobby Joe, had announced their pregnancies on the Ratter Chatter group. Uh, Bobby Joe was really excited. She'd been married for a year and she was just about ready to have her first baby in January. And uh, Lisa, she had said that she was pregnant with twins. And that one of them had died and she was still carrying one and she was due in December. But everyone kind of thought that was weird because Lisa was at the dog shows and stuff, but she didn't even look pregnant. She just kept carrying on, not even looking pregnant, but she was apparently very pregnant. Which some people, you know, they carry small. Yeah. Right? They don't even barely show. And Lisa already had four kids. Okay, there's so, a difference though between being someone that's like, oh, you know, you got a small bump and you're, you know, you're a small person already yeah, and you just are little, but then yeah, you can tell when someone's completely not pregnant. Yeah, so everyone thought that it was kind of weird, but they all liked Lisa. They thought she was pretty nice. She already had some kids, whatever. And who, you're not going to think like you're lying. That's a weird thing to, you. who would lie about that, right? Yeah. yeah logically. Logically, exactly. So... It must have been crazy when Bobby Joe answered the door and all of a sudden at her door was not Darlene. It was Lisa Montgomery, who then charged at Bobby Joe and strangled her with a rope that she had brought with her. And then she stabbed her with a paring knife that she had also brought with her. And once Bobby Joe was unconscious, she cut the baby, who turned out to be a baby girl, and she wasn't due for another month, so she was quite small, out of... Bobby Joe's stomach. And she had also brought with her a birthing kit. So Oh, that's not premeditated at yeah, all. Exactly. So she had brought a birthing kit to pinch off the umbilical cord. And later on, she admitted that she just put the baby under her coat and ran out the door. The terrible thing that followed was that Bobby Joe's mom, who was on the phone with her earlier, came by 
around 3.30 in the afternoon to see how it had gone and check on her daughter. And she happened upon the scene of her daughter deceased with her stomach cut open and laying on the floor. Um, there's a 911 call where the mom is basically screaming that her daughter's dead on the floor. And she said that it looked like her stomach had exploded. I couldn't even imagine that because at that time too, your daughter's pregnant. So I, I'm sure she didn't clue in right away because a baby can't just get out and walk out of a stomach. Like that's not what happens. Stomachs don't explode and the baby's just out. So I wonder if she knew at first that the baby was missing, you know? Yeah, like you would just think like something weird pregnancy related happened that caused you to bleed. Like it would be very, very, very terrible and freaky. Yeah, you would never, again, cutting someone's baby out is so, that's so horrific that oh, it's unfathomable. It you is you would never go there first. Yeah, so the paramedics took her, rushed her to the hospital and obviously she was pronounced dead um, in a nearby town, St. Francis Hospital at 4.27 p.m. So it was only an hour after she was supposed to come there. Lisa was supposed to come and look at the puppies that her mom found her. Yeah, so that wouldn't take hard. It wouldn't be hard to narrow it down. It was probably after you realize what happened, after the police came and the paramedics came and they said, you know, her baby has been cut out. Then, yeah, it wouldn't be hard to think who is the last person that she was planning to see. It was person from the Ratter Chatter group, kind of narrow it down. Already in her head, she's probably doing that. Yeah, because she was on the phone with her daughter, Bobby Joe, when she heard a knock at the door at 2.30. So there's not enough time passed. It's obviously the person that knocked at the door. That's so sad. So it was concluded that the infant was missing mm -hmm. after like the paramedics got there and saw the scene. And they said that they pretty much thought that the baby was probably still alive because it had been carried to full term almost, but the baby would be small and it could be in distress after enduring such a traumatic birth. Yeah, being cut out of your mom. And did they cut the baby? Did they accidentally, you know, did something happen? Is Well, at this point, once you realize the horror of that, I mean, it could have been used in a ritual. Like, exactly. who knows yeah. at that point? Yeah, the minute you realize, okay, oh, okay, a baby's been cut out of this woman's stomach, like... <laughs> Yeah. I'm, that's ridiculous. That's crazy. So the police actually jumped into gear really quickly and they started knocking on neighbors' doors all over the neighborhood to see if they'd seen anything suspicious that afternoon. And one resident said they'd seen a dirty old red car uh, leaving or parked in the driveway around 2.30 and they'd never seen that car before. So they actually put out an Amber Alert for one of the first times, but the problem was is that they didn't really know they didn't have a description because no. no one knew met the baby yet exactly except so for they, the person that stole it well and they didn't even know what sex the baby was they didn't know the eye color the hair color nothing but they just put out an amber alert saying if you know anyone that drives a red car and has a new baby then call in so the the, the guy that had given the number to darlene in the Ratter Chatter group kind of put two and two together right away because he saw on the news that the person that was killed was Bobby Joe. So he knew that he had given someone Bobby Joe's number and he called the FBI. Like everything started happening really, really, fast, really right? fast, yeah. which is kind of unheard of actually. But you have to think there's a little baby who is with someone who, like you said, God knows what's happening or what they're using the baby for yeah and like someone that was brutal enough to cut a baby out of someone's stomach it's so, probably a pretty brutal person already so that's probably why they were kind of like you know 
fire under their asses kind of thing like go 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 exactly so the fbi started going through the communication between darlene and bobby joe and quickly they traced the ip address and they realized this darlene person that said that they were living in the state of missouri in a town 25 miles away really was not because once they traced the ip address they realized this these messages were coming from a couple hours away in the state of Kansas. So they were able to trace the location like pretty quickly. That's cool because that again, when we talk about cases in the early 2000s, it's like this was the like the birth of all of this stuff happening. Like the internet didn't exist for too long at this point. So they were still trying to find ways to make it so that they could do stuff like catch criminals or track people or kind of you know see what was going on even if you delete it oh yeah and i mean you can recover it right you can retrace it and people back then they didn't really know that they weren't as like now okay i go in and like i mean i don't search weird stuff but you know some people do not clear their search history and like the people that murder, I mean, like not me, oh. whatever. Yeah, I mean, the <laughs> like, weird what stuff. Are you but at? I would only delete it because it's like, well, I don't want to see I Googled that. Like, that's a weird question to ask, but I ask Google everything. So, anyway, so the only person that can judge me is Google. <laughs> well, and Google doesn't judge. No, actually. exactly. So, yeah. there you go. She has a bitchy voice, but she really doesn't judge. Exactly. That's just me proving my point. But yeah, so this was, that was cool that they were able to really well, especially narrow back it down then, right away. Right? Because, exactly. Yeah, because it was the. The birth time of all of that kind of happening. So the FBI employed a computer forensic analysis to trace where the emails came from, and it led them to a modem hooked up to a telephone at the home of Kevin Montgomery. That's an old school. A modem. A modem. Yeah. To a telephone. Well, I guess it would be really. It was probably really easy to trace them back then. Now you have those things that can kind of throw them off. Like if you're in China and you. Well, now some, there's the dark web too. Exactly. Which but can trace. well, yeah. If someone's in China and they're you know doing something bad in california yeah or they're making it look like they're there or whatever they can do that now yeah, they then can. it's like plugged to your phone cord <laughs> so it's like well no I, telling where it's coming from i also think that back then like people didn't really have like the broad based scope of what the internet was no like, but know, anything, even computers no. not even just the internet but computers because you can do stuff on your computer and it just gets stored not even on the internet but just alone what you have on your computer like i've watch cases where they get solved with someone goes in and and they fix the will no 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 they'll fix the will of someone that died like the week before that and they can see on the bottom and the last time it was altered and you're like oh that was like five days after this lady died and oh it's her husband oh surprise you know like yeah like every stuff leaves a trace yeah even little tiny things like that though you know now people are obviously it's been 20 years of in the making so people are more savvy when it comes to that kind of stuff so these cases i really like because yeah you can see the evolution yeah the evolution of like oh my goodness so they knew the house that all the messages were coming from and they also had discovered that it was the house of a woman that was claiming to be pregnant in melvern kansas so they went on december 17th the police went to the whistle stop cafe in melvern and sure enough, there was Lisa and Kevin Montgomery showing off their new addition at the cafe. That's so, you gotta have a lot of like, I was gonna say balls, but I don't know if that's appropriate to say, but you know what I mean when I say that. Well, yeah, like, a lot of gumption. Right? Yeah, well, you got, there you go. What is it? What was it? Gumption? 
It's another old lady word. All right. It's going to be like murder with my mother word of the week. Yeah, function. that's the old lady word of the week. So um, Lisa had told her friends that she'd been shopping in Topeka, Kansas the day before, and she'd gone into labor in the store. And then her husband had come and picked her up from the hospital. So the weird thing was, is that even her husband believed that she was pregnant. Everybody believed it. Because you don't, how, who could fathom somebody actually, no, Lisa did not give birth in the hospital. She went and fucking ripped, cut, like premeditatedly went to the fucking state over, cut, said she's going to get a puppy and cut this lady's baby out and killed her. Exactly. Like that, no, I would probably just stick with like, if someone told me I just had a baby and my husband picked me up from the hospital, all right, well, that's probably the one of course. Why would you? There's that happens all the time. That's that's life. That's what. Oh my god, my baby came. Blah blah. You know, like okay. Well, well and everybody just kind of took it for her word. Of course, because who the fuck lies about being pregnant, <laughs> right? That's the thing. That's the mental illness aspect of it. Yes. So the police went up to them and approached them and said, "I guess went up and approached her the same thing." Anyway, they asked them if they <laughs> yes. were Lisa and Kevin Montgomery. And Lisa told the cops the same story that she had told everyone else, that she had given birth at the Women's Center in Topeka, Kansas. And the agents kind of fibbed about it, and they said they had checked with the staff there, and there was no record of her giving birth oh, But you know what? Day. Even if they didn't fib, like, don't... They probably would go there to be like, hey, Oh, did yeah, but Lisa they just tried it. Like, yeah, well, good for them, but... I do that as a mom all the time, you know, yeah. I'm like, oh, you sure you did that? Because I know you didn't. He's like, oh my God, I didn't. But yeah, if you're using like the... And the crazy, the crazy thing is, is that she just, as soon as like, it didn't even take any time for them to get it out of her. As soon as they said, we checked, she was like, yeah, you're right. I strangled a lady and cut out her baby and kidnapped <gasps> the baby, like immediately. In front of all her friends and relatives? Uh, it was just like... her husband and her and the police. And Kevin, her husband, was shocked because he believed that she had really been pregnant. This guy. Well, we'll get back to him. He's very gullible and not the sharpest knife in the drawer. I guess that's kind of a bad pun to make about sharp knives, but he was not very smart. So she was arrested and charged. Was he blind? No, but we'll get back to it. So Lisa was arrested and charged with a federal offense of kidnapping resulting in death. And it was established that Kevin was not involved because he was basically... <laughs> because he thought that he was she basically, really, duh. He was picking her up from the hospital. like So no charges were brought against him. Okay, so now we're going to go on to Lisa. A little bit of information about Lisa that will explain some of the questions that you actually are asking right now. So... Let's go. Lisa was raised in Kansas by a very, Spec very... Specify which Kansas. Kansas, Kansas. Kansas State, Kansas. Okay, okay. She had been raised by her mother, Judy, and a couple different dads. And the last stepdad she had was very, very abusive. And Judy was also very abusive. So she'd been raised in an abusive household, and her stepdad actually sold her for sex. He trafficked her out to all of his friends, to workers that were coming to do plumbing and stuff like that on their farm. And Judy knew that it was happening and just allowed it to happen. It's really sad. And that's, I feel, because again, nurture nature, right? Yeah. But you don't, the excuse of cutting someone's baby out of your, there's other things you, you could adopt a baby. You could foster a baby 
you could like, well she already had four so we're i know gonna, but if you really want a baby you know what i mean like you well cut it out of someone's so life. i don't even know that it was so much that she wanted a baby so she was just raised in a situation that made her totally crazy basically mm -hmm. she was forced to marry her stepbrother when she oh. was 18 years old and she had four kids with him why would anyone force their kid to marry their other kid I have no idea, but this is what occurred. Apparently, I'm gonna start a new podcast called Danica Wraps Her Mind Around Stuff because <laughs> everything I'm like, what? This whole case is very mind crazy. Yeah. So she married her stepbrother and had four children, and then after her last child, she actually got her tubes tied. But with huh. that same husband, who was very, also very physically and sexually and emotionally abusive towards Lisa, she claimed to have been pregnant to friends and family two more times after that with that same first husband. But wasn't. No. So pattern. then. I see a pattern. Exactly. Here. And then she got into, she her first husband left her. She got into a custody battle with her first husband. She met her second husband and he couldn't understand what tubes tied meant. So although her tubes were tied, he didn't really get what that meant because as we've already kind of said he's not yeah. really the smartest man so he had claimed she had claimed to be pregnant two other times with him also and then she had told him that the reason she didn't have a baby is because something was wrong with each of the fetuses at a doctor's checkup and she had to abort the babies so he was just like podium kind of believed went along with it whatever well again i don't know if i'm gonna keep making this point it's like why? Because, again, as being married to somebody, you're not going to think that that person's lying about being pregnant because, like, that's that's not that's something that... Well, I don't it know, wouldn't be your first thing to believe. No, sure. that's what I mean. It's, like, so strange. It was said that Kevin lacked social skills and was very easily manipulated. <laughs> oh, you don't say. Manipulated. Yeah, well, yeah, it seems, yeah. So she pled not guilty to kidnapping resulting to murder. Hmm. which she already just confessed to. But her defense attorney... She wasn't very bright either, I guess. Uh, she actually had a really high IQ. Which sometimes can be dangerous. Yes. She felt that she could manipulate everyone, just like a lot of the other mm -hmm. killers that yeah. we talk about. So her lawyer, Fred Duchard, made the decision to pursue an insanity plea. Makes sense, though. Yeah. Um, he argued that she had suffered a lifetime of mental... mental <laughs> Mental, mental, mental and physical. It's okay. Mental I, 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 I got, and I got you. I got you. Physical abuse. So that was there were actually doctors that were um, talking about the whole thing at a preliminary hearing to see if she was fit to stand trial. Mm -hmm. And the psychologist said, like, yeah, she is has mental illness and it's from being abused. But the the prosecuting attorney said that this was all voodoo and it wasn't even true. Nobody ever can believe that they're pregnant or be that messed up. Well, that's pseudosiesis, right? Which other people... So that's what they said, that she had pseudosiesis, which is a condition that happens where it's, it's brought on by stress and a stressful life. And it causes a woman to believe that they're pregnant and actually exhibit physical symptoms of being pregnant. Yeah, there's been cases of people with pseudosiesis that lactate, they get a hard, firm stomach that like looks like a pregnancy, it looks like a baby, like it looks yeah. like a pregnant stomach. And they like lactate, they have cravings and stuff like that. Which, would, which would make sense yeah. if 
her husband didn't even notice because maybe he thought she was pregnant because she was exhibiting all these symptoms. I'm not really sure. Yeah, but so it's that, obviously, with her defense. But then it's, like, on the other side, okay, was she just attention-seeking and trying to think, like, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant? Because, I mean, pregnancy is something that is so, I don't know, you feel powerful. Like, yeah. you're pregnant, you're, everyone looks at you, everyone is... People are paying a lot exactly. of attention to you, everyone, doting on you. Don't pick up that box, yeah. oh, my God, let me do it, sit down, here's my spot. You know, everyone's kind of... You get a different attention when you're pregnant. Some good, some bad. Some guys are fucking creepy when you're pregnant. Some people are creepy. They just come up and think they have a license to touch Not you. Not even that. Guys hit on you sometimes when you're pregnant, and then they wouldn't have hit on you when you weren't pregnant, and it's just weird. And I don't know. So Don't make pregnant women feel uncomfortable, and don't cut their babies out of their stomach. <laughs> PSA. There's the PSA for today. So the prosecuting attorney actually argued it because she said, yeah, that's bullshit, basically. Mm -hmm. But also because of the premeditation and the previous lying. The, the clamp for the... Yeah, so I mean, the fact that she... They actually found gas receipts that she had driven the day before from her house to Bobby Joe's house and done a dry run and see like how long it would take to get there. So she had totally premeditated the whole thing. So that's what screwed her. The damn and, internet. And her attorney didn't argue in full about all of the abuse that she had suffered. That came out later. It came when, out of nowhere kind of thinking like everyone else, else kind of thought she's making it up. She's just being first, grasping for straws at this point. Well, she was a notorious liar. Oh, she's a notorious... Yeah. Well, she's, like, she's already lied about being times. pregnant six times. Yeah. Ugh. So, and she also... I wonder if it was apparent. You know when you're listening to those people talking and you literally are in your head thinking like, no, that's They're not lying. true. You're lying. You're lying. You're lying. I think it might have been because they also brought up the fact that she had suspected fetal alcohol syndrome because her mom drank the whole time she was pregnant with her. Oh, well, that explains everything. And that's <laughs> the like... logic behind her actions. Also... Also, she had a brain injury from the severe beating she, um, in, the, in her frontal lobe, from the severe beating that, that she was, had as a child. That was, like, for sure known that she had Yeah, damage? they proved it. Okay. Yeah. And they well, said, that makes sense then. They said that that could inhibit the aggression part of her brain. Which, which makes alcohol not... syndrome for sure. Yeah. yeah. But that was all presented to the jury, and the jury went out for four hours and came back with a guilty capital murder, the death penalty verdict. Mm -hmm. You know what capital murder means. Yes. You're going to the death row. Yes. So once the jury came back, uh, three days later, they put a date, set a date for her to be executed. And then it was April of that same year that the judge formally said okay you're going to be executed mm -hmm. they had a forensic psychiatrist come in and dispute like saying like no she's not crazy yeah she's just a liar and she's gotten caught and now she's in jail and she's gonna have to die for what she's done and yeah didn't believe anything she had to say so in 2011 she um, applied for an appeal and a lot more evidence was brought up about the severity of her abuse. So she basically, her sister, her half-sister came in and testified that she was living in a poor living hell. So they were very uh, poverty-stricken and her stepdad was actually 
built a separate room on the side of the trailer for people to just come over and she was gang raped frequently. He did a lot of bad stuff to her. She was beaten by her mother. At one point, her mother walked in on her being raped by her stepfather and said, how could you do this to me? And pointed a gun at her. So she had a terrible, terrible, terrible childhood, but it was the premeditation of everything she did that kind of screwed her. And the fact that she had premeditated this whole thing was what led to her appeal being denied. So as you guys know, the United States has had quite a trying political time lately. (laughs) Yeah, that's putting it nicely. So she was supposed to actually be executed right before President Trump left office, but they had to hold off all executions just in case he decided to pardon her. So her... That must have been a bad, like, and then yeah. he didn't. <laughs> no, sucks. yeah. I mean, it doesn't suck for any of us, but that ought to be on death row and be expecting. He pardoned Little Wayne and Kodak Black, so that's good. Oh, yeah. Lisa Montgomery can... I just think that it's off. kind of surprising, actually, that she was convicted. Um, the whole fact that she had got capital murder, like, yeah. that she was found fit to, to go to death row is weird to me. Like, you think they would just put her in jail for life, given everything that happened, with no chance of parole? Well, and that's what the appeal was actually about. It wasn't to find her not guilty. It was to just get the death penalty off the table. And that's why they brought up all the abuse again, so that they could say, like, look, this bitch is crazy. Like, mm-hmm. she can't, you shouldn't be killing her because she's crazy. She did something She's clearly that was crazy. Yeah, but clearly. Like, but that's the thing. You can look at these other cases again. The in, more, most infamous killers and see that they have that weird like they have something in them that's like oh you know oh, like wants to kill like this lady was yeah. clearly again though were you saying that she has fetal alcohol syndrome or suspected and that she has frontal lobe damage like yeah. those right there are yeah you cannot make proper you don't have the proper decision making skills with either one of those things so the combination is like clearly but the fact that she was stand fit or found sorry found fit to stand trial even and then was she wasn't put somewhere because that Again, they had to obviously break down to see she's clearly just a liar rather than this pseudosciesis. This is just bullshit. They actually, um, she was diagnosed with pseudosciesis as well as depression, borderline personality disorder, oh. and PTSD. Yeah, those are some bad ones. That's a bad yeah. combination of all those. Yeah, so it went back and forth, back and forth. A lot of people in the community that knew her were outraged that she had been sentenced to capital murder. And a lot of the people in Skidmore and friends of the Ratter Chatter and all those people were like, hell yeah, killer. So, well, because you can see the premeditation when you're really close to it. If you know that she knows this woman, she knows this woman's pregnant. She knows to lie and use a different name of Darlene to go and message the rather chatter chatter guy to be like, do you know anyone? Like that's manipulative. Well, And she had set it up for months because she told people that she was pregnant for the whole time she was pregnant until she wasn't really even pregnant. So it's weird that she went from saying I'm pregnant and pregnant and then, Oh, something happened to the fetus. Something happened, you know, something happened to the pregnancy, but then to take that step and actually go forward with stealing someone's baby out of their womb not even out of their room exactly out of their womb like you're cutting that you know it's one thing again to steal any child or but to kill the parent who hasn't even gotten a chance to meet their child yet 
Exactly. And you, you're so protective of your body when you're pregnant. Like we said, what episode was that? Oh, with Carla. Was it Carla Homolka? Something about being pregnant. We don't, oh, no, no. It was um, Russell Williams. Yeah, when he right, called her right after she'd had. When she just had a baby. But yeah. when you're, when you are pregnant, you're so protective of yourself. You're so like, and she was alive when she cut her baby out. Yeah, she, they proved in the autopsy that she didn't die from the strangulation. She died from bleeding to death. So she strangled her enough to kind of put her out. Yeah. And then, but you wouldn't get put out. Imagine if someone starts cutting your stomach open, you're obviously going to wake up. There were a lot of signs that she fought back too. Oh. So she was supposed to be executed on October the 16th of 2020. We all know what a shit show this (sighs) 2020 was. Um, and then on November the 14th, her, one of her lawyers got COVID-19. So because they went to meet one of their other clients in prison. Yeah. And it's flying through the prisons. Yeah. So then it was put off again, supposed to be December 26, 2020. It was basically in limbo because of COVID, because of the election, everything going on. It was just a shit show basically. So on January the 2nd, 2021, a federal appeals court ruled that her execution date of January 12th should not have been vacated. So they're just arguing back and forth, like, kill her, don't kill her, Mm -hmm. kill her. So it was supposed to happen on January the 12th, but on the 11th, just hours before she was set to be executed, U.S. District Court granted a stay of execution, saying that she needed to be um, her competency needed to be... Don't you think it's a bit late for that? Aren't they supposed to execute her by the 12th of January? Well, they did a competency hearing on the 11th? I think what happens in death row cases, because they're really uncommon these days, that mm-hmm. that happens. Like, right hours before, like, people are waiting hours before they're supposed to be executed, and the lawyers are pushing, 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 like, no, 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 they're pu- they're making all these motions That must be so stressful for the lawyer, too, right? Like, to... Cause he, you have some sense of guilt after when your client, if you're, you know, you cannot stay their execution. Yeah. And their execution gets, so this is how they get executed. Like this is how close to the wire it was. Okay. Ready? Ready. So January 13th of 2021, just before midnight on January the 12th, the Supreme court lifted the stay of execution. So they gave her a stay on the 11th. Mm-hmm. The court lifted it just before midnight on the 12th. So not even 24 hours. Yeah. And then on the 13th at 1.31 a.m. at 52 years old, Lisa Montgomery was executed by lethal injection at the U.S. Penitentiary in Terre Haute, Indiana. Huh. So that was all super, super, super fast and suspenseful and they finally were just like yeah do it and so it's a really sad story but it could have been worse because i mean it's horrible to have your baby cut out but imagine if that baby had died but the baby actually survived and lived and is still alive and driving and she's 16 years old now her name is victoria joe after her mom oh and her dad zeb has raised her and she's doing extremely well by all accounts. So this story was so horrible. I can't imagine like even growing up knowing that you had been cut out of your mother's stomach and you, I don't know, like you might even feel a sense of guilt about my mom was killed because someone wanted me. me. Yeah. 
Like, what a story to grow up with. No, that's so sad. It gives me shivers. It does. I'm, I don't know why it's getting heat down. Oh. <laughs> but it does. It is. It's crazy. And when you see the pictures of Bobby Joe, there's a picture that is of all of them. They're like at a ratter chatter meet or some kind dog of dog show. show. And you see that they're standing there with their ribbons. What is it? Like the top three people or something? It's a group of people. We'll put it on the um, Instagram page. Mm-hmm. And it's a group of people in April of that same year in 2004. So imagine when she showed up at your house and you were like, yeah. right? Like it's like Holy everything's fuck, getting Lisa peace. Montgomery that says she's pregnant, but now she has a cord and she's going to strangle me and she's cutting out my baby. Yeah. Like, that's oh so crazy to, to process that all at once. Like that is crazy. Especially open the door and you're expecting someone Darlene. Bitch ain't Darlene. This ain't Darlene. No. So, well, I bet Bobby Joe would have been a great mom, especially seeing how she was with her rat terriers. And she looked very, very happy to be pregnant. She did, yeah. yeah. She just looked like a happy, like, in well, every... she's only 23. Yeah, too. you are still happy at 23. Yeah, you don't have any pressures yet. No. And to be a new mom is so exciting, especially yeah. when you're... You know, it is scary, Nesting. but it's like... Yeah. Oh. Well, oh. sorry, Zeb. Kevin Montgomery. <laughs> hope you're still out there. Lost somewhere. Jeez, I hope he recovered from being married to Lisa. Yeah, because that is sad for him too. I think he stayed married to her right till the end, though. They oh, were wow. even when she was in her court case, he was standing by her side with their wedding rings on. Well, that's loyalty. Yeah, he's so, a very loyal man. Everyone deserves loyalty and love, but I guess when you make the decision to brutally murder somebody and cut out their fetus, you probably deserve the death penalty. Also, that's my opinion. My opinion is kind of varied because I think that she should have just been in jail for life. I don't think she should have been executed just because she was clearly mentally ill. And like, really, there was several, several, several professionals that Mm -hmm. diagnosed her with a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I believe that she should have just rotted in prison for the rest of her life. Well, that's almost the worst punishment. When you die, you don't even... Who knows what even happens to you after you die? What if you go to some fun party? You don't know. Yeah, exactly. You know, what if they've been killing these people for all these years and they're really like, woohoo, after, you know? You don't know what happens when you die. If you sit in jail and you're sitting in a cell for 23 hours a day, you hear people talk about that. It's the worst thing. Yeah. It's the worst thing to be secluded from everybody else. It's the worst thing to be... Especially death row because you're all by yourself. All exactly. You're only let out for one hour a day. Well, if they did like a... Instead of death row, it's like almost it is death row because you're going to die anyway because you have no stimulation. You know, obviously they're going to feed you and give you water and stuff like that. But you barely get exercise. You barely, you go crazy anyway. So that's a way worse punishment in my opinion. I mean, if you already are crazy, how crazy are you going to go? That's a riddle if you fall in the forest or whatever that one is. (laughs) I have a fair shit in the forest. Oh, (laughs) is that another one? If a tree falls in oh, the does, forest, does, does anyone a, even hear it? Does it bury? Or does it make a noise? Does a deer shit bury in the woods? Is that the one you're talking <laughs> I think, about? I think we have too many different sayings. Well, let's oh, narrow it down. Thank you guys so much for coming to listen again this week. Once again, I can't believe it's even episode 12, but thank you guys for coming back week after week, but week after every other week. <laughs> I mean now. But yeah, we love it. We love doing these for you guys. And it's so cool to hang out with my mom and laugh at her and laugh at each other and laugh with each other. Imagine how surprising it's going to be next week when it's episode 13. 13. Actually, the week after next week when it's episode 13. Oh, We should try to do a really freaky, like, 
the number 13 is oh like the zodiac yeah it's never solved oh my god you're blowing my mind right now <laughs> i wish you guys could see my eyes because anyway <laughs> thank you guys so much and we hope you enjoy this episode it is a terribly tragic story that we hope we did justice and we hope we shared some facts with you that you didn't know already. So make sure you guys come back next time to listen to me talk a murder with my mother on Murder With My Mother. See you guys later. Bye, guys. Bye.